0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, to another exciting edition of the Super Spark Mothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm your New Jersey kid, Joe Shan, uh, alongside my tag team partner, the Rogue of Wrestling Mr. Michael Newman. How you doing this week, Newman? Oh, man, I am pumped to get my title back, baby. <laughs> Not a lot of matches to choose from. Me also champ Goldie has been away from daddy for too long. <laughs> okay, Gollum. <laughs> Yes, my friend. I must get it. Also, very weird. We were recording on a Sunday morning, and there's still an NXT paper. Oh, my God. Tonight. You people have no idea how much we go through just for you. (laughs) B is probably probably how long we took trying to set up the recording today. Technology is not on our side today. Technology has and, always had out for us. You know, you know what's the annoying part? It's, something, it's always something simple. It's not something major like, oh, the computer died. Oh, the phone died. Like, whatever we're using to record. It was just like, oh, my phone was connected to a Bluetooth speaker in the other room. And that was throwing off the audio. <laughs> yeah, legit people. Half hour today. It's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> yeah, that's... a. Uh, is, is the world just passing us by, Joe? Are we becoming too much of an old generation? Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah, I, I had that in, was, uh, revelation when that uh, that new app TikTok came out. You oh, yeah. About this, mm-hmm. With the, the yep. videos and the music. And I was just like, yeah. I literally said the phrase, what the fuck is a TikTok? <laughs> what is a TikTok? <laughs> that is such an old person to say. It's so yep. good. And then yeah, there's another like one, it. too. Um, I forget what it was, but, yeah, one of the guys in our lab, he was, like, super on to everything, social media and stuff like that, said that this is another app even that i never heard of before. And I was like, I, I said the same phrase. I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, man, I was talking to uh, Emma the other day. I was saying, like, look, I think what's the, the cutoff for, like, you know how, like, every generation has, like, some sort of hurdle psychologically. They just can't get over at some yeah. point. Like, Jim Cornette can't uh like the thing that i think our generation is just never going to be able to get past is like when eventually we have like robot like ai units like our generation is always going to be suspicious of them because we all grew up with like terminator and the matrix and all these movies like ai they're always like robots are going to take over and kill us like we're never going to trust robots whereas like younger generation be like dude what the fuck like the robots are fine like trusted computers, it's the same thing. (laughs) But we're like, no, it's different. It's different. We'll never get over it. But, uh... Speaking of my wife and her, uh... opinions on things, I have been showing her a little bit of an interesting wrestling angle that she is falling in love with. Oh, I'm 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 interested about this You'll never guess which one it is. You'll wait. Did you say you want me to guess? Yeah, go ahead and take a guess. You'll never guess. my first guess is the... Mm, hold on. I've got three in my mind right now. <sighs> Fucking, we're going to okay, go for it. Okay. Cody Rhodes. With MJ. No, but I did... What well, I do need to talk about the strapping. We've got to talk about the strapping. Okay. okay. second guess is Dean Ambrose with the I. Uh, no, I actually have not shown her that, so I'm not sure what her okay. thought is on Pirate Moxley. <laughs> All right. So this is my third one, and this is the okay. one that I've been really into this week. Is it Mandy Rose and Otis? It is... She is yes! so into this angle. <laughs> Shit, that should have been my first guess. It was throwing me off <laughs> that like, you were the one showing her it. And I was like, hmm, would Newman filter that one for her? Or would he actually just show it to me? I was, I was showing her Otis. Because I was like, Otis oh, is so fucking entertaining. It's ridiculous. This, that's my favorite part of SmackDown each week now. <laughs> like, What is Otis and Mandy Rose going to do? Yeah, so I was like, I just showed it off on our alarm. I think it's funny, but like, maybe she will. So I was like, here's Otis Dozovich, look at this guy, he's real goofy. And then she's just like, oh my God, he's so adorable. Like, he's so cute. <laughs> With like the whole angle, she's like so excited, like he wants him to like, you know, get some sort of payoff, like whether, she just wants him to be happy. Like, <laughs> Oh my God, it's so funny how much she has invested in this angle. And then like, you know, this last part, like Dolph Ziggler being there because he took too long, like, she was so crushed. She was like, no, Otis! It was so good. <laughs> now, all right, so let's just dive into this one, then. So we have the Valentine's Day episode of SmackDown. And Otis walks into the restaurant, looking dapper as hell. His hair slicked back. <laughs> He's got a thing of roses. Um, and then he even, he asks, I love this. Apparently, have you heard about this inside joke that he calls Mandy Rose his peach? Uh, um, I, I was wondering why he asked that guy that. I was, I thought it was a little creepy, but okay, it's part of an inside he, joke. So just... Yeah, they because they were they came up in the performance center at the same time, and so he used to call Mandy Rose's Peach and then uh, Sonia like another fruit or something like that. And so uh. then, um, oh, why am I blanking on her name? The woman trainer down in NXT, and it's gonna really bug me that I blanked on her name. Like, um, Sarah Amato is, I think, her real name. I forgot what her ring name was. But uh, she then uh, made it yeah. so that like that class, everyone had a fruit na- nickname because they all thought the <laughs> Otis and Mandy and so thing was so funny. Um, So that's yeah. where that came from. Comes in, slicks huh, his hair okay. back, asks the guy where his peach is, goes to go to her. And then Elf, when he stopped the one time, I thought he was gonna trade out his little thing of roses for that on the uh, desk there. There was like a huge thing of white flowers and he was gonna oh. like, pick that up <laughs> instead. <laughs> But, uh, oh, that would have been so good. He just goes to the table and sees Dolph Ziggler crashing his date with Mandy. Yeah. And he is heartbroken and drops the roses. And I loved the, the the audio from the crowd. Totally made that, by the way. Yeah, man, people are fucking into it. Yeah. Dude, people are so into it. I'm not sure who did it. But uh, on Wikipedia's uh, article, and under accomplishments in WWE having one Mandy Rose's heart. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, this is so good. Like, yeah, it, like it's hilarious how much this has caught fire and it, it just totally works because like, I feel like Otis is just so talented. Yes. Which you wouldn't think of back in when they were Heavy Machinery in NXT. Yeah, you know, I never thought he had it to this extent. Like, I definitely thought, to me, I definitely thought he was, like, a total one-note wonder. Like, he just had, like, yes. the one thing he could do. But, like, he's shown that, like, it's not even that he's really doing that many different things, but he's surprisingly versatile with that kind of almost one-note play yes. that he does. I don't know. It's very similar to, I thought he was just going to be another Gallows from, uh, or, I'm sorry, not when he was Gallows, though. When he was, uh, oh. it was the tag team uh, where he, like, was an idiot and then the bell rang and then he would like snap into it oh festus, festus yes jesse and festus i yeah. thought he was just gonna be another festus and then he's like actually gave some depth to this character <laughs> and stuff yeah he's he's great and i'm really him too at least as far as this opportunity right like it looks like uh you know i don't know whether it's just gonna be like a tag team feud with him and Ziggler and Rude but like if it's more of like a single feud with like Tucky as the manager but just him and Ziggler I'd say why not try and give more of an at least a mid-car like single star yeah it's like because I mean it, it the tag team is good too but like clearly he's the star of the duo oh absolutely he's totally out on Tucker now yeah so I mean and it clear the crowd is clearly behind him so why not see how far you can push him I mean, that's the kind of thing you should be doing, right? Is like seeing how much like the crowd goes to different talent and then based on those sorts of things, adjust your plans and get over. Yeah. Makes sense, right? Like, and I think that's one of the things I've been loving continuously about AEW to see is that even when they have a lot of mistakes, I feel like they've shown how much more apt they are to listen to the audience and very quickly kind of try to adapt and change what's not working like we've already seen the nightmare collective is like gone basically yes and they they because like it wasn't working people complaining about it and brandy even came out in an interview out of character and said like yes this didn't work (laughs) like that's why we stopped it it's like awesome cool that's good job like you know recognize it's not working cut that shit out and then Try to emphasize what is working and change you know the things that they feel like aren't working to make them better because like i know that uh one thing they were getting criticized right for was like how many kind of like small flippy guys independent style guys they had and then now they're trying to bring in a lot of bigger men to kind of help change the style and make it more well-rounded yeah so i i like how much they've been kind of responding to those things over time and changing with it and uh, you know one of the other things that's an absolute big change from that too right as far as like instead of it just being like a big um, like flippy spot fest but having like a very story invested very like minimalist uh, as far as like the action being really oversold we had the strapping segment with Cody yes. and MJF yeah what were your thoughts on the whole strapping thing now this is where you and I differ I thought that I just, like, cringe the whole time. Like, maybe not at the beginning, but, like, towards the end there. Uh, and you, on the other hand, were, were just like, well, why is Cody being a little bitch there? Well, see, yeah, <laughs> this is one of those things where it was like, I was watching it, and I I feel like over time, it, it's taken me a long time to try and uh, sort out my own reactions versus, like, what I feel like the uh, the reaction to an angle is. And clearly, the crowd was very into this. Like, was getting the correct reaction to because they were very like horrified and shocked and like upset and, you know then they put the plant later of the guy attacking him but like I was watching this and I'm just like why am I not connecting this to the same level that anybody else is <laughs> like I'm looking at Cody and I'm like why the fuck are you even like like good job like really you're doing like a Ziggler level cell job for this belt but like come on man <laughs> Yeah, I just sat there and I was like, I I do not understand. Because, I mean, you know, peek behind the curtain of my own history. I was beat as a child. Way worse than that. So I was just like, what the hell? I got beatings worse than that when I was, like, literally a 10-year-old or younger. Like, how are you going to, like, hey, this is this bad. Like, don't you wrestle matches against guys who are trying to kill you? (laughs) I I don't know. I, I think the other thing that I guess it was building up in my mind for this whole segment outside of my own personal history was just like, I think that I kept thinking that the whipping was actually going to be with like a whip. Oh, uh, okay. And not with a So I think for that, that was also kind of like a big step down for me as far as like, oh, this level of violence is not what I thought it was going to be. And yeah, so it was like, I don't know, it, it felt underwhelming to me, but. At the same time, I'm like, well, but at least, like, clearly the crowd was fucking into it, and like everybody else that I've heard talk about it, like, online, uh, with like Ryan Alvarez and Dave Meltzer and other folks too, like, clearly they thought it was really good. So I'm I'm the one who's wrong here. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I'm, I'm glad when I'm wrong like that, though. You know what yeah. I mean? When like an angle is clearly working and it's doing the thing that it's intended to do, like, MGF is. You know, getting a lot of heel heat for it, which is exactly what he should be. Um, although, actually, so I don't know. Do you think that that got more heel heat, or do you think the uh, Britt Baker Whataburger line in Texas got more uh, heat? It might have been the Britt Baker. Which, how much of her career revitalized is she uh, with this heel character? I'm, I'm really digging her. I love heel Britt Baker like I know you were a little bit more into her faces than I was but uh do you think that she's better off as a heel or what, what do you think absolutely this because she was starting to die as baby face and I think that was a little bit because like I feel like if Britt Baker was the initial women's champion then maybe the baby face would have worked but since it wasn't and since she kept like kind of losing and stuff like that it was just kind of like how can she stay a baby face kind of a thing like her biggest baby face reaction was in her own hometown of Pittsburgh but that was it mm-hmm and so now at this point right. it's just like all right yeah let's uh let's turn her heel and see how it works and it's been working great you know what? like ripping on yeah. Tony for working at Starbucks like ripping on mm-hmm. uh, Jim Ross for getting the names wrong like all that stuff is real stuff and so yeah works really well That's great. And then even, like, the, the way that she justifies her own actions, too. Like, the way that she, like, you know, stomped out Yuka Sakazaki's tooth. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, I did her a favor. And, like, that was all part of my Hippocratic Oath. Like, I was improving the health of the public. Like Absolutely. And, like, crimp, going into the that. details of, like, the exact uh-huh. tooth and that it was rotting and all those. So good. It was genius. And I, I just stumbled upon a thought that I, I think you might agree with, but conspiracy theory on part of why Britt baker kind of had to turn heel a little bit and why people weren't taking her as a babyface of all the women on the aew roster Britt baker is basically the only one that like wwe would probably look at and think like yeah we like her we would probably kind of push her and actually use her if we had her none of the other women are really like that so i think in some respect, because there's a certain percentage of AEW's audience that's so anti-WWE, do you think maybe they kind of, like, carried that thought over onto her, especially because of the fact that, you know, she's dating Adam Cole? Mm. Like, do you think yeah, that kind of, like, WWE speaking, that. flavor is a little bit on her, subtly? Yeah. Like, you're you're mean, a little bit very- too WWE for us to like you, all the way. It's very much like the ECW kind of uh, mantra it's us against mm-hmm. the world so totally as much as as much as like aew management doesn't like to do that i think that that's definitely built into the mindset of aew's fan base though yeah oh and i don't even think that's a bad thing at all i think that that's actually kind of like like i feel like that kind of builds a, like a group unity in this kind of like yeah we're the cool rebel promotion it's like really fun to be a part of us because we're like, we're not just here to have good wrestling, we're here to do that, but we're also here to, like, make a statement, kind of. Yeah. Like, that we are an alternative brand that is valid, and WWE is not the monopoly. hmm I mean, I wonder if that's happening in the uh, XFL at all. <laughs> <laughs> Find out. Yeah, I, I really do hope that the XFL actually does well just just so that like Vince has something else to do. So like he can be less involved with WWE, other people can get more of their own voices. Cause like that's the other thing that I really like about AEW versus and I would love that if WWE could embrace more of this mentality, is like letting the talent have more input to their own creative direction. Like it doesn't always hit, but I feel like the percentage of hits to misses is a lot better than sticking so close to the scripted nature of things. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, another thing I wanted to uh, ask you about specifically, because, you know, of course, we're coming down to uh, WrestleMania season again. And uh, there's a lot of rumors and things talking about, like, the big uh, part-timers coming back. Uh, I think as far as we I know, uh, you know Goldberg's definitely coming back, right? Because he's fighting Wyatt at uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. We have rumors about Cena and Taker both coming back. Yeah, and did you hear the rumors about Taker's uh, WrestleMania opponent? Uh, I, th- I think the last thing I'd heard was AJ Styles, yes. which I'm like, okay. I mean, I guess if if we have to have an Undertaker match, you know, put him in there with one of the best people in the world. Yeah, who's try and get a match out. He's going to do a great job with him, So, yeah, I mean, yeah, AJ Styles can get a match out of a broomstick. So. I'm sure he could get Undertaker's corpse to a halfway decent match. <laughs> huh. Uh. But then, and then also, like, uh, I feel like I've been hearing rumors about like The Rock with maybe uh, next year with uh, Reigns. Yeah. Apparently, Stephanie McMahon wants and The Rock and Rousey back together. Rock and Rousey back together. Yeah. It. It just. I don't know. It. It makes me. Um. Just feel like so sad. I think sometimes for like the WWE talent because it's like. One of those things where, like, WrestleMania, right, is their biggest show every year. And it's, like, no matter how good you do, there's, like, always these other people that just haven't even been around that WWE is just going to, like, dip into and be like, oh, we're just going to plug them into the top spots anyway. And we're just going to make them a priority for these shows, like, over, you you guys. And it's just, I don't know, I feel like that would just be very, like, uh, demoralizing, right? Because, like, that was kind of essentially why CM Punk left. Yeah, but for like a lot of these other top people, I feel like that's just gotta really suck. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine like, you know, like with AEW here, right? Like if they got to, I don't know, let's pretend like Double or Nothing is their biggest show of the year. Yeah, and all of a sudden, like, I don't know, they bring in some uh, random like celebrity old wrestler, but like, I, don't know, I guess they don't have like ex AEW people, but like, let's say like a random ECW person that hasn't shown up in. WWE in a while. Like, they just come back and then they main event the show instead of any of the people who have been on AEW all year. Yeah. Like, let's say Sandman comes out and it's like, what? (laughs) Why the fuck is Sandman main eventing this show? Like, why is he challenging Chris Jericho for the title? This doesn't make any fucking sense. the fuck is this shit? Like, I'd be so pissed. But, yeah, I don't know. That's just, I don't know. WWE just... That's how it is. That's how it's always been. So, I guess... I mean, it's, I guess always just, by, it's, it's always by whoever wins, whoever gets them the money. So, yeah. But and it just speaks so much to right, like the fact that I mean, and this is obviously not a new take, but like they have been so bad at building new stars <laughs> for such a long time that it's like they, like they don't even see the fact that they have to do this as egregious. No. They're just like, well, what the fuck else are we going to do? It's not even like we've built any stars that are worth anything. We have to do this. It's like, you fucking idiots. You don't see why that's the problem? Like, goddammit. But I guess that's what, when people are entrenched in their ways, they just don't see the nope. problems or don't care. Yeah. And so, yeah, we'll get a bunch of part timers doing shitty. Like, that's WrestleMania is just like, honestly, becoming one of the worst shows every year because of how much worse the wrestling quality is because they have to have all these part-timers. Pretty much. Instead of just, you know, all these people from like the newer generation that are actually usually really good at the record. Yeah, I mean, look how much they have on their roster right now between main roster, NXT, NXT UK, like even they have guys down in the performance center now that would be good to go. Like they just signed Timothy Thatcher and Killer Cross. They, like they are so overblown with talent and so wasteful with their talent, they legit this week on SmackDown had Chad Gable. I'm not gonna call him by his slave like, name, Shorty G, geez. and Apollo Cruz lost in a handicap match against Sheamus. <laughs> what the fuck? Like, oh my god, they just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> like, they just don't give a fuck. Ugh, it's so bad. I don't know. Um, all right, I got to stop talking about. This. Oh, wait, no. one thing I want to ask you about WWE before I go back to AW and then we can talk at it. Okay. What did you think about Baszler sneaking up on oh Becky and biting her? I, I think I put this out of my mind. I totally forgot about it. <laughs> I I don't know what to think, actually. Uh, yeah, that was like, I don't know. I feel like I like was just why, really. Why, uh, why couldn't just attack her? Like, what was with this? Ugh. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's like, I, I guess they wanted to play with something about, like, because she uses a mouth guard. Maybe, like, I don't know. They wanted to give a strange reasoning behind that. Like, maybe she has to wear it because she has, like, crazy vampire teeth and, can, like, bite through people's necks easily. <laughs> Apparently. Is it like regulation? She, she doesn't wear it to protect her teeth. She has to wear it in the ring because it's like her teeth are uh, like vicious weapons or something. Like they're lethal. Like, I, don't, I don't know what the hell's going on. Because then I just, I, don't, I guess I only want this to be a one time apart vampire as her gimmick. Like I don't want her to, because <laughs> WWE is just so into like doing things over and over again. Yeah. Like, I don't want her to just, like, start biting bitches' necks all the time. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't yeah. want that to be her gimmick. Like, in the same way that when Shinsuke Nakamura started kicking people in the balls, then, like, all of a sudden that was his fucking gimmick. It's like, I don't want this to be her gimmick. She was fine as she was. I understand biting a bitch once. Fine. <laughs> but, but don't let this be your thing. If she bites another one, I'm out. Yeah, if she bites it, like if she bites someone next week, that like you know it's bad, you know it's over. Which is really gonna be sad if they ruin her gimmick already. Like, <laughs> oh my god, like she was supposed to be one of the best. Like, oh, you can literally just transfer her to the main roster; she's fine. Like, yeah, like no no additional work needed. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, yeah. Uh, but to transition over to a different women's division. AEW, uh, what did you think of Nyla Rose's title win? I
1: over,
0: thought it was uh, Rio. purely because they haven't done anything with uh, uh, who's the former champion now, I'm blanking on her name. Riho. Riho, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, they really haven't done much with her. So, I yeah, I, I feel like they. It... Mm-hmm. That's all I was going to say about time to put on someone who's there every week yeah yeah i think definitely at least for and i I guess like that and the other thing they needed to do right was fix their whole ranking system with the women's division because it kept kind of being like it seemed like whoever won a match recently is somehow the number one contender yeah and like they're (laughs) like i know we haven't seen you this though I know we haven't seen you in weeks, but you just want to match, so it looks like you're going to be the challenging. Yep. So I, I, I think it'll be interesting, too, because then, like, I would assume they're going to kind of try the two main heels of the women division a little bit separate. Like, Rip Baker's going to be kind of doing more of her thing heel character in the background while Nyla Rose is holding it down the ring yeah. and, like, just squashing bitches mm-hmm. for a while. Until, like, you know, I don't know, whether it be Riho or whether it be another babyface eventually can then rise up and then defeat her. Yeah. Because I I don't think that I would see her with, like, a really long title run. But I really feel like she should have a brutal title run. Like, I feel like, like you're saying, with every week, she should be on TV every week killing bitches. Yeah. Like, Niall Rose should be squashing bitches or, or having, like, relatively short matches People, I think, on a pretty regular basis. Yeah, to get the title at least out there, get it in front of the fans a little bit more. Because mm-hmm. it's like what? It's like once a month that we get Rico on TV, right? Yeah, it was probably about something like that. Too, it was so, like the times we would see her. It wasn't even necessarily just in a singles match. Like it might be like in a tag match or something. Yeah, we're one of those very few like backstage segments with her mm-hmm. but like yeah I, I I guess I can understand too with like some more of the logistical problems with her like right being in Japan so they have to fly her over whereas like Nyla Rose she's American so yeah yeah, you know, it's gonna be a lot uh, easier to get her to each of those shows my only thing though was like it seems like she wasn't fully with the company it seems like she was still doing a lot of dates with uh whatever other company she was working over in Japan with so, that's, that quite made me question, like, why put the title on her? But, uh... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I... I think it was a smart idea to put the title on her for the raising of... That it was basically between either her or Britt Baker, as far as, like, you had to have somebody that had some kind of a name. hmm And I feel like... Actually, I'm really interested, I would love to know whether their plans as far as Britt Baker with, like, this heel turn was always in the cards or if this is something that kind of evolved over time. Because if this is always in the cards then I think it makes even more sense for Riho to have won because then you, know, you have Riho as the challenger or Riho as the champion and then you have Nyla in the background and then you're developing right um, Britt Baker as the next other heel. so then you have options to eventually dethrone Riho and then you could kind of take your pick in like the ensuing months You know, depending on how TV went. How people were receiving Riho, so and both them. So, I i feel like it made a lot of sense, especially for like the kind of market that they were appealing to. With like a lot of the people who were coming to AEW, like some of them were definitely disenfranchised WWE and NXT fans, but like I think a lot of them were also sort of like New Japan fans or people who were like the New Japan type product, yeah and I think having a Japanese champion in their first lineup of champions was a smart strategic decision in that regard. Because then it's like at least like when you look at then like their lineage of first champions because you have your first women's champion, you have your first tag champions and your first AEW champion. You have SCU who's totally like you know the nod to all right the older 2000s indie scene. Here you go. Those are your guys. Japanese wrestling, Joshi style, here you go. Here's our women's champion. Yeah. And then, of course, general wrestling legacy, still current fucking legend Chris Jericho. He is going to be forever the first all-elite champion. Mm. Like, that's a decent lineup. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I feel like from that standpoint, I, I feel like I'll definitely always stand by that decision. And I thought Riho was good when she was there. There a lot. and and uh, you know the women's division around her was not the best built because like we had said it was kind of a hot potato for a number one contender but I think maybe they can bring some stability to it now yeah and I think that's what it needs and I hope they kind of concentrated on it with uh, with n- a new champion on it now mm-hmm. definitely well speaking of new champions Shall we get to NXT Portland and see if I can uh, take back my title? Uh, in your dreams, but yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so to uh, make sure that I have the full card down correct, yep. we have the NXT title between uh, champion Adam Cole against challenger Tommaso Ciampa. Yep. We have the NXT women's title, or is it just the NXT title no, again? Oh no, questions sure. on this, that those rumors are not true yet. To be said, "Right now, it still is considered the NXT Women's Championship." Okay, good. I, that is just a really unnecessary confusion. Uh, okay, so NXT Women's Championship between Championship or Champion Rhea Ripley versus Challenger Bianca Belair. Huh. We have a uh, singles match: Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano. We have a uh, North American title match: Keith Lee, champion, defending against challenger uh, Donovic Djokovic. Mm-hmm. And uh, NXT Tag Titles with champions, Undisputed Era defending against challengers and uh, Dusty Cup winners, with rose or weights. Mm-hmm. Then we have a feud, like just a blood feud, I guess. Street fight. Off. Street fight between Dakota Kai and Tegan Knox. Correct. That is everything. Yep, six matches. All right. Well, you are the champions, so you get to start. Yeah, so this is a really fucking tough one. <laughs> uh, this card, but I'm uh-huh. gonna go with Rhea Ripley retaining over Bianca Belair for the women's championship. Because yeah, that that seems like a pretty much a lock. Is it seems like a lock, but I feel like there's a chance that Bianca takes it here because Charlotte. Like they they haven't given away the finish of this match because Charlotte has. Gone after now, both Bianca and Rhea Ripley. So, it's not crazy to think they might switch from one to another just to for the surprise factor or something like that. Hmm. But I think the bigger match is know. Rhea Ripley, and I think just have Charlotte face Bianca Belair sometime on TV between now and WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that clearly they still have plans for Bianca Belair. Yes. like she's gonna be she, and they she absolutely should be a part the of their picture monster in the Royal Rumble so they absolutely mm-hmm. have to build off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the, but the ro- she was somebody who got eliminated. Yeah. And she got eliminated by Charlotte, I think. Ooh, I don't remember. Uh, I'll look that up. I'm trying I think it was Charlotte, but I, I that could be it could be somebody else. Um but regardless, she didn't win. Charlotte did win. And as was stated by Rhea Ripley, Rhea's got a pin on Charlotte. So I, I feel like that's Oh, you. That's clearly the direction. So yeah, Rhea's going to retain. But yeah, they built her up well enough. Like you said, they built her up and the story up well enough that like Bianca Belair is not a complete pushover. Yeah. Uh you were totally correct. Charlotte Flair eliminated Bianca Belair. Mhm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I... I. I know people are complaining that like if you go that way, then she's going to have to take a pin from Charlotte and a pin from Rhea here. But I think it's going to be great matches, so I don't think it's going to be a huge deal um and especially with if you're just trying to like they're definitely gonna try to get charlotte and i think becky as well down on nxt in the next couple weeks in order to help boost uh ratings a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah probably especially yeah because like nxt has not won against AEW in ratings in a while so they'll probably eventually pull something to ratings. i think was the last time right i believe so yeah yeah Okay, so let's see. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Finn Balor. Ooh, interesting. I feel like uh, Balor definitely is going to beat Gargano because he kind of needs to, (laughs) Uh, and Gargano can definitely take the loss. Like he's you know he's 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 insanely massively over in NXT. NXT. (laughs) He's Johnny NXT like. It, it, it's almost really amazing for both him and for Chamasto Champa, but especially for him that like NXT basically became like a legitimate like long-standing third brand where it's not necessarily just that you get called up anymore yeah. so that like he could just stay in NXT forever yeah. so it's like oh thank God the- he can stay in the place where he's good did you hear the Tampa story about that apparently they were gonna try to bring him up to the main roster and he said I'll retire if you do <laughs> Because so man. many, he people. knows what's up. The, he knows what's up. The best uh, Conrad Thompson on, I think it was one of his podcasts this week, pointed out. He was like, "Look, they just got a pay raise because now they're live on USA. Like, apparently, a lot of the top guys, which I'm assuming would include like Gargano and Chapman and stuff, got pay raises. Like, not the entire roster, so they're making better money right. now. He was like, "They don't have to travel mm-hmm. around to a different city every week." He's like, "Are you kidding me? That sounds like a great deal." Yeah, <laughs> like, that's... like hold on. I could, that's amazing. I could stay in Florida and do these house shows all around Florida. Like, possibly, I think they might stretch out to, like, Georgia or somewhere else, like, close by. And then go to the mm-hmm. same place every single Wednesday and record this live show. Cool. That sounds good to me. Like, <laughs> yep, yeah. yeah, that sounds like a much better yeah. idea. And, you yeah, know, on a show that's less tainted by Vince. <laughs> you know, lest, lest that not be said, but also down <laughs> and i mean you can't fault them for that right like even if, if if your reasoning is either behind like the schedule or the um the creative like you can't fault either like how many nxt people have gone up and been disappointments <laughs> like Oh like almost all of them yeah it's a very small percentage that have worked like i and even the ones that have worked, I don't even think I could point to a single person that will actually, with maybe like one or two exceptions, that were better on the main roster than they were in NXT. Like, even if they've still succeeded, they've succeeded in spite of the fact that they've been dampered and ruined. Correct. Like, I think Becky is maybe one of the only people who now has finally found a better footing on the main roster than she ever did at NXT. Yeah, I would say it's mostly in the women's division, right? That you saw the success. You would say. Charlotte. Uh, so I would say not, not. I would, I would say Charlotte, yes, but not Bailey. Not Bailey. So out of four, uh, not Sasha. Uh, I think Sasha had her times though. I think Sasha was still at her peak in NXT by far. I would say she might. But, have uh, peak Here too. I would say. I think she's better ba- in terms of like uh, time on, like how the main roster has gone versus NXT. Mm-hmm. The uh, Becky, Charlotte, and Sasha are way better than Bailey. Yeah, Bailey. Well, Bailey is one of like, the biggest casualties of all time. <laughs> like, she, she is, like, if you just want to look at the poster boy, like, if you just want to look at one case and understand what happens, Bailey is the one to look at. <laughs> like, this is what happens. Uh, I would say Shinsuke Nakamoto, and, and then the male version would be Shinsuke. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it <That's>, would be <laughs> Bailey and Shinsuke just as painful just like... on the other side. I don't know how they ruined both of those sure things. I would say you can't count people like Drew McIntyre because he had his time on the main roster way before NXT. So I don't know if you can even say that like he's a fresh come up from NXT and now he's seeing the uh, success. And even even then like his time in NXT was really short. Yeah. Like he was not there that long. Not even a year I think. And then he kind of came up and It might have been a year. And then even and even then, it's it taken them a long time to do anything with them, and they're finally getting to it now. But, uh, we'll see how it goes. I mean, people are, people are, what do you think about the whole, uh, 3 two, one with the Claymore? People seem to be into it. Yeah, it's getting, it's getting a much better response than I ever thought. Yeah, like, I don't know why it's getting as good of a response as it is, because, like, I don't think it makes that much sense, but, like, whatever. <laughs> people are into it, yeah. I guess. Okay. Wow, that was a really big tangent from that. Yeah, very long oh, tangent. Oh, sorry, thanks to from Uh I I'm actually okay with you ping and Finn because I think Gargano might win. Um I'm not thinking oh, about really? Finn's side of things. I think Gargano might win because I think Tommaso Ciampa might be out of coal. And then I think we're gonna get finally WrestleMania weekend, what we've been waiting for, which is Gargano versus Ciampa. Hmm. But like like babyface versus baby face? Uh I think someone might... Or do you think that one of them would turn I heel? Think one of them would turn heel. Or they could do it as babyface oh, versus babyface, maybe. Because they're both just so over at this point. That... Yeah. I, th- I think they could make that work between those yeah. two. Because we've been waiting... They've that could work. They off from this match. It's been uh, delayed for how, like... It's over a year now. I think maybe even closer to two years with all of... Between... Uh Champ's mm-hmm. injuries and I think Organo might have been injured at one point two. Like Yeah, <laughs> the story of this whole thing got very muddied because of all the all right. injuries. <laughs> wrap them up in bubble wrap and then hit them. To... <laughs> I was really actually really like, this is very sad that that actually happened because it was like so clear, like, alright, they finally built up though; they're could to do it. And then oh fuck, someone gets injured. No. Yeah. It's happened twice now, I think, but, right? With champion getting injured, like, injured around the time that they were going to do something. Uh, don't say anything. I'm not going gonna... <laughs> to... shot his way to the arena. A third time? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> or he gets injured mid That feels like, like this, match is, this match is not meant to happen. Like, at that point. <laughs> <laughs> It's just the most cursed match in all of wrestling. <laughs> uh but I, so that will lead me into my next pick i think i'm going to take champa over okay. cool okay. cuz am starting to see, i'm starting to see the loss of gold and undisputed yeah yeah i feel like that uh that very much could be the case that uh undisputed air is losing all their their gold which um leads me to my next pick i'm just going to go ahead and take cuz i i really want to talk about them next i would, i'm going to take the Broserweights. weights <laughs> to uh, un, un, uh, unseat the Undisputed Era from their tag titles. Cause uh, I don't know, I, I think they're really fucking fun together. Oh my God. They've got this great odd couple energy. How much fish could Bobby Fish fry if Bobby Fish could fry fish? I don't know, <laughs> let's find out, this weekend. <laughs> that was, incredible. and I love their whole antics, you know, they're trying to get to the arena and like the car breaks down <laughs> and they gotta like sneak into Triple H's uh, like jet. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy, oh my God. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I think it's, it's showed an absolute great side to Pete Dunne. Cause like Matt Riddle, I think you could always see mm-hmm. him being like this. So it's like, yeah, this is just Matt Riddle being Matt Riddle, but <laughs> seeing Pete Dunne, like going along with it and being the straight man for it. It's fucking fantastic. Like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just like setting him up for all the stoner <laughs> jokes. like <laughs> Really good. It's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, yes. I, I really like their energy. And I feel like the crowd's been into it too. And oh, especially with like Mad Riddle and his antics. So I feel like this is a way to like reward them uh, continue to do like what could be a very interesting story as far as like the Undisputed Era having lost all their gold because right like you know, they already don't have the North American title. So if uh, they lose the tag titles, and the NXT title here, then they've lost it all. And I think that'd be a really interesting story going into WrestleMania weekend now is then that if they're goldless, they're trying to get it back or get revenge or something. Yeah. But, yeah, I love the weights And also, I guess this would give something for Matt Riddle to do and to kind of trying to just distract him from the other title pictures. Yeah, I think that's absolutely what it's, it's being great at. Like, it's uh, keeping him in the loop. So I, I can also see that because, because of, like, the way that I guess he's been, like, apparently rubbing Brock Lesnar the wrong way with the way he talks about him and says <laughs> he's going to retire him, maybe this is, like, a way for them to almost, like, punish him That is it's like all right you're not gonna be a singles guy right now you got to be a tag title guy for now but um I could also see them definitely using this like maybe in the long term say him and Pete done have the tag titles for a little bit and then eventually if they lose them maybe they break up in that of a feud and then you can have a very ready-made feud right there between Pete done and Matt Riddle mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be a hell of a match yeah Uh, all right. Then you've got a uh, North American title or the grudge match. Street fight. Uh, yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go Keith Lee retaining the North American championship. Um, Purely because I, th- I think Dominic takes it at one point, but just not now. Keith Lee literally just won it, like, what, not even a month ago? Yeah. Like, re- yeah. Not even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I just can't see them taking that off of him yet. Yeah, the the only way I could see them taking it off of him is if, like, uh, Lee would be, say, a plan for, like, a uh, Monday after WrestleMania call-up or something. And, like, maybe they want to get the title off of him now instead of WrestleMania weekend. Mm -hmm. And then have him, like, lose then and then come up. But, like, I don't know. Even then, I feel like Normally, their style would be that he'd probably just lose on WrestleMania weekend, and then come up. Like, drop the title, but... Yeah, I don't know. That is, uh... it would be hard for me to try to justify it. Yeah, Keith Lee's probably just gonna retain. <laughs> Alright, last match. Dakota Kai versus Tegan Nox. Uh... You know, I'm gonna go for Dakota Kai here. I think using a little bit more of her heel character... She could use a sneaky way to win. And also, they might need another uh, challenger for Rhea in the meantime for uh, Charlotte at WrestleMania. So, if they get the heel Dakota Kai win here, maybe then she could challenge Rhea in the meantime. Or at least try to. And fail, obviously. Hmm. Or she'll just lose to Tegan T- Knox here. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <take> Fuck <laughs> it. Because the other thing too is like I think they they did have another match between these two recently, and if I remember correctly, I think Tegan Knox won. Okay. So WWE philosophy, Dakota Kai wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll stick with that. Alright. That is all the matches, is it not? Yep. And again, weird being on a Sunday night, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're switching up. Well, desperate times call for desperate measures, you know. Valentine's weekend, uh, you gotta spend time with your loved ones. Yep. You know, the ones that you make love with, not the ones that you just affectionately hang out with. I was gonna say, if it's the first kind, then that's why I'm spending this time with you. So. <laughs> Very good. Alright. Uh, we'll be back, I huh. think, next week, right? Because then we have uh, Super Showdown. Yes, we've got Saudi Arabia show, Super Showdown coming up soon, and then uh, AW Revolution coming up at the end of the month. I think they're the same weekend, aren't they? I think you're right. February 27th. Yeah. Or the same, yeah, the week of. Oh, wait, no, 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 no. Oh, yeah, the same week of. Right, right, right. Because uh, yeah, 29th a... is for Revolution. Yeah, starting group is on a Thursday, so. <laughs> Such a weird day. Yep. All right. Good shit. So, yes, we'll be back soon for those predictions. And, uh, of course, I'll be the champion again Yeah, keep by that time. <laughs> I do every night just to get to sleep. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. See you all then. Peace.